welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. As President Trump is demanding to meet the anonymous whistleblower who complained about Trump's request that Ukraine investigate his political opponent, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is calling on the White House to cooperate with the impeachment inquiry. And at the Texas Tribune Festival in Austin Saturday, Pelosi said that she decided to launch the inquiry into the president's call with Ukraine based on the facts. People say you have to take a political risk doing that. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter because we cannot have a president of the United States undermining his oath of office. Joining me is Brad Moss, a partner at the law firm Mark Zaid. The firm represents the whistleblower, but Brad has been walled off from that matter. So, Brad, President Trump has demanded to meet the whistleblower and provide, and the people who provided him information. Is it possible to complete an impeachment inquiry without exposing the identity of the whistleblower? Of course. And the president here is confusing what would happen in a criminal proceeding, which he has been immunized from by virtue of a DOJ opinion that says a sitting president can't be indicted from what happens in the impeachment process. There is no Sixth Amendment right to confront your accuser in the impeachment process. And this is very much, you know, this is standard for Donald Trump, who, you know, likes to view himself as a street fighter and a counterpuncher. He wants to try to intimidate the individuals, sorry, the individual who came forward, this particular whistleblower. He also wants to intimidate whoever provided information to the whistleblower, something that would be a gross abuse of his authority and power, because ultimately those individuals work for the executive branch and he's the head of the executive branch. The president's going to have to learn and going to have to deal with the fact that by virtue of being president, it doesn't make him into an autocrat. He has to still comply with certain rules, and he's going to be dealing with a separate branch of government, namely Congress. Members of the Intelligence Committee and two other committees have scheduled uh, potentially pivotal closed-door interviews this week with past and present administration officials. If part of the impeachment inquiry for Democrats is to convince Americans, shouldn't they be holding all these hearings in public? So it depends on certain circumstances. There are there is context in which I can imagine some of this can't be done in public if for no other reason than there are interests of national security that have to be protected, that the members, the people who will vote on impeachment need to know but that can't be discussed in an open setting where other individuals beyond the American public would be able to see it. So you think about the, some of the context of some of these conversations the president had with foreign leaders, efforts to put certain information onto code word classified systems and the details of how that's done. Those are the kinds of things that ordinarily you can't get out of a, a government agency if you were to say sue for that information under the Freedom of Information Act. You can see why the agencies would have problems disclosing that in an open congressional hearing. I don't anticipate that to be the rule. I expect that to be the exception in these impeachment proceedings. But there is some some context, some detail that might not be allowed to be provided to the public. Now, uh, Nancy Pelosi has said there is a cover-up of the cover-up. Um, but as far as we've heard, is there any indication that President Trump was involved in that decision to put the 
transcript of the call, you know, into that secret code word access place? So, so at the moment, we don't know. The honest answer is we don't know what we don't know. We know that the White House lawyers and then apparently National Security Council officials were so concerned about that call with the Ukrainians as well as previous calls with other foreign leaders that they had started making this a practice in terms of putting these transcripts, which are classified, but classified at a low level, like just secret, and putting them in a uh, specialized database that is meant for some of the nation's most sensitive uh, national security secrets at the code word classified level and is arguably an abuse of that particular system and the protections it affords. Whether or not the president is aware of it or was part of that discussion or you know, provided even implicit guidance on that remains to be seen. But in the end, he is still the president. They all work for him. He ultimately is responsible for the actions not only of himself, but for those beneath him and what they had to do to try to cover up what he was doing. Now, the Democrats have said that they're going to try to streamline this impeachment inquiry. They're going to try to move it quickly. They're going to try to keep it on on a point. But you have, for example, two Republican senators, Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson, two senior Republican senators, are asking the Justice Department for information about Joe Biden's interactions with Ukraine officials and whether Ukraine worked with Democrats in 2016 to get damaging information on President Trump's election campaign. So how difficult is it going to be to keep the lines clear for Democrats? Well, sure, there's going to be a fair amount of counter political messaging coming from Senate Republicans to say nothing of the White House and its media allies. And you had to expect that. But the Senate has no control over the initial impeachment process that falls within the exclusive jurisdiction of the House. And so the House is going to do its thing. They're going to run their hearings and they're going to outline the articles of impeachment. After that, as the uh, excuse me, as the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said today, if there are articles of impeachment voted on and they're approved from the House, the Senate will take it up. The extent to which Lindsey Graham and Ron Johnson try to run counter hearings ultimately will have no impact one way or the other on what articles of impeachment get voted out of the House. Just a minute here, but Brad, Mc- Senator McConnell also said that, you know, as he said on CNBC, I have no choice but to take it up. How long you're on it is a whole different matter. Is he signaling anything there or am I reading too much into it? Uh, I mean, I think Mitch McConnell is hedging his bets here to trying to see how far things go. I don't think he's going to try to sacrifice his own political career. He, you know, his reelection's on the line. I think we'll have to wait, and, as President Trump would say, we'll wait and see what happens. All right. Thanks so much, Brad. We're going to be doing a lot of waiting in the next few months. That's Brad Moss. He's a partner at Mark Zay. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.